Welcome to Zero Knowledge. I'm your host, Anna Rose. In this podcast, we will be exploring the latest in zero knowledge research and the decentralized web, as well as new paradigms that promise to change the way we interact and transact online. This week, we're back after our short hiatus with a live recording from the ZK Summit event that we held in London last week. In this live and interactive panel, myself and three of my sometime co-hosts, Tarun, Guillermo, and Nico, chat about the state of ZK today. We cover ZK definitions, topics that are being discussed, types of ZK crossovers like ZKML or ZKFHE and their current status, a few insights into the growth of the ZK space, the things that excite us today, and a few predictions. There were also some fantastic questions from the audience. This episode will sound pretty different from our usual episodes, and you will possibly notice a difference in the way we speak, given that we're in front of an audience. So do let us know if you like it. Tweet at us at ZeroKnowledgeFM with your feedback. Now, before we kick off, I do want to highlight that the upcoming ZK Hack Istanbul event is happening on November 10th through 12th, just before DevConnect in Istanbul. Once again, we will be hacking ZK tools, using ZK DSLs, and building new products that showcase what ZK can do. This is a continuation from our spring event, ZK Hack Lisbon, and anyone who's there can tell you that the energy was electric at that event. We hope to create a similar environment this time around. If you're a hacker or a builder, be sure to apply. I've added the link in the show notes, or you can find it at zkistanbul.com. I hope to see you there. Now, Tanya will share a little bit about this week's sponsor. Alio is a new layer one blockchain that achieves the programmability of Ethereum, the privacy of Zcash, and the scalability of a rollup. Driven by a mission of a truly secure internet, Alio has interwoven ZK proofs into every facet of their stack, resulting in a vertically integrated layer one blockchain that's unparalleled in its approach. Alio is ZK by design. Dive into their programming language, Leo, and see what permissionless development looks like, offering boundless opportunities for developers and innovators to build ZK apps. As Alio is gearing up for their mainnet launch in Q4, this is an invitation to be part of a transformational ZK journey. Dive deeper and discover more about Alio at alio.org. So thanks again, Alio. And now here's our episode. We're all here. We're, we're, we're almost all here. There is one person missing from the roster of co-hosts. We have to shame him publicly. Well, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, for those of you who came here to see Kobe in person, he is not here, actually. He remains the elusive Kobe. Um, we're sad that he's actually not here with us today. He will be hopefully here on a panel like this in the future. But I am lucky to have three of my regular co-hosts with me. Uh, you, I, I guess if you listen to the show, I don't... Wait, how many people actually listen to the podcast regularly? Raise your hand. Ooh. Okay, Hello. cool. Just checking. <laughs> good background. Yeah. What was it about? Like okay. 60, 70%? That was, it was pretty okay. good. Um, but why don't we do little intros if people aren't... Maybe they know your voice and they don't actually know what you look like. Okay, let's start with you, Nico. Yeah, so I'm Nico. Um, I do research in cryptography, zero knowledge. I uh, work at Geometry with he who is not here today. Um, he is real. He is real. Um, and yeah, I think that's sort of it. Cool. He who shall not be named. Oh! Um, uh, hi, I'm Guillermo. I, uh, I'm a glorified paper editor at Bain Capital Crypto. I guess I write papers with Tarun, and Alex is also sitting right there. Um, I'm 
yeah, I guess that's kind of it. I don't really have too much to say. That's all you do? Yeah, kind of, pretty much. My free time. You can play piano. Oh, I play piano, yeah, yeah, yeah. You can, like, bake pizza. You do Oh, that's a good point. Yeah, yeah. If you ever follow my Twitter, great, I have great pizza tips. (laughs) If you want a sourdough recipe or a sourdough starter, happy to mail you one or something, you know? Mailing a sourdough starter? Oh, yeah, of course. Come on. Merch for ZK11. Really? You're not? We're not? (laughs) You gotta do what? Okay. Look, I don't know. I don't know anything about cooking. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you're up. Uh, I'm Tarun, uh, founder of Gauntlet, uh, also investor of Robot Ventures, and uh, have been on this podcast for a long time covering all the non-ZK things and convincing Anna there inter- there's, there's interesting th- things in MEV land and <laughs> DeFi. Yeah. Actually, so I mean, I think all of you, but especially you, Tarun, you've brought on so many guests that I would never have had on that became either like, you know, people who really influenced my thinking, friends, like, I mean, I think Guillermo was a guest that you brought on and then became a co-host, so that's pretty (laughs) cool. Um, So what I, I think we have a few questions, we were kind of brainstorming what we wanted to talk about. As I mentioned, please remember that this should be very interactive. I just want to find out where is the mic? Where are the mics? You have the mics. Okay. So, yeah, if you want to ask a question, just put up your hand and wait for a mic because we want to capture it on the audio stream. Um, A theme that I feel has come up actually repeatedly today, I think it's sort of, you hinted at it, it was really just the ZK use case question mark. (laughs) Will, like, will it happen? Where does it come from? What does it look like? Do we, you know, I felt after the ZK Hack Lisbon, I was like, so many applications, like so many ideas. But since then, I actually haven't, like, I think I was asked recently, like, what's the new ZK idea use case that you've seen? And I was a bit like, oh, I don't know if I've, like, been bombarded by them since then. And so, yeah, I think that's maybe a starting point. Uh, ZK use cases, where are we at? Are they coming? Have you heard about them? Do you think they're real? I think Tarun has a good answer to this, at least a partial answer to this. I think there's like, uh, you know, I think the ZK coprocessor kind of, you know, boom that started with Axiom, I guess, last year was sort of hinting at this idea that like people want something else out of ZK than just like rollups, compression, validating an L1. Because at some level, that's just like not that interesting, right? Like if I pick a random person on the street in London and I, I go, oh my God, we can fucking compress this blockchain like 100 <laughs> times faster. They're just going to like call the police, right? Uh, and so the real, the real question becomes like, uh, you know, something that convinces people has to have some, something interesting. It needs to, maybe it needs to reveal something interesting about something that already exists. Maybe it needs to reveal, you know, it needs to have some sort of monetary premium in some ways. Like, the, you know, if I think about object X with a proof and object X without a proof, is there a reason that the thing should be worth more with a proof? That's like one avenue of things I've seen. Um, but yeah, I, I would say I'm wholeheartedly generally disappointed both in the <laughs> community and Damn. people working on this stuff. Because like everyone, everyone, every time they start working on application, they pivot into working on a proving system. I, I'm a bit confused with the coprocessor thing. Like, what do we mean? Is it like just executing something off-chain and giving a proof on-chain that it happened? And is this not what we've been doing so far anyway? I think it's more this idea that there's like a lack of 
synchrony, right? right. Like in a, in a roll-up proving system, you kind of have to have proofs running synchronously, continuously over mm -hmm. time. But in these like asynchronous use cases, it might be like, oh, like, hey, when certain state changes happen, I do a calculation on historical state, compute some numbers, send it to a contract, right? Mm. But Again, it still feel like it feels like it's like infrastructure, right? Like yeah, everyone working on that stuff is like yeah. is like oh, but it's trying to be less mm -hmm. than a roll up, you know. I think and, and like you can kind of see people inching at it, but I kind of think the the mo most interesting thing about going to zk hackathons versus going to say like ETH global hackathons is like every zk hackathon seems to only think about applications that people who understand what a finite field is like want to use which is like not really a great start I, I guess it feels like you're aiming towards like what are non-blockchain but potentially blockchain adjacent applications of zk right like it feels like every application of zk is and in some sense zk feels very tailor-made for blockchains more broadly right but i the, the, just i want to make sure that the, i understand the question which is are there non blockchain applications of ZK that clearly demonstrate some value that is like obvious to just your average person on the street. But I think it could be connected to blockchain. I think it's the end user part that is still potentially missing. I mean, there's a whole question of like, are blockchains even connected to the end user in a reasonable way? But that's, we, we yeah, have that, to get that, there. So, so a great statistic is, uh, I think Flashbot's putting out a blog on this next week, is that, and I'm going to, for, for those of you who, who, who cringe when you hear some security vulnerability sounding things <laughs> that people love using, get ready. Uh, but something like 15% of volume to MEV auctions and MEV RPCs and private mempools is currently coming from Telegram bots. These Telegram bots, the first versions of them where people sent you a seed phrase, sent you their seed phrase in Telegram, and then you would trade on their behalf. They wrote a little script that would read the seed phrase, start trading. Then, of course, you know they got pilloried for that, and then it became MPC Wallet, where it was like, oh, you need two out of two shares to do a withdrawal. One share can do certain types of trades. Still, tons of vulnerabilities, but fifteen percent volume. These didn't exist three months ago. Like this should just tell you that this consumer wants convenience and wants to not think and. People in ZK application land don't seem to think get that. Mm. Wow, you just like on that on your comment earlier, you did just like diss this audience. I thought that was pretty brave. <laughs> sorry, sorry, you didn't, sorry, you sorry, didn't sorry, make sorry. A note I, of I, that. I'm not like trying to <laughs> disappointed <laughs> all of you. Yeah. You know. <laughs> it's great though. Sorry, have we answered the question? Well, we we've, we've definitely started the conversation about use cases. I think that focus on the on the end user. You sort of taught you're you were trying to get clarification if we meant like non blockchain off blockchain. Um, I don't know. Do we have any? Uh, I, I think I, like. Do we have any stats on like what is the product using zk that has actually had the most impressions? Mm. And I think I know which one it might be, and I Ooh. don't like it. Uh oh. <laughs> it is your least favorite application. Is it my least favorite? That might be the one that. You know what we're talking about? I don't know. What is this? Oh, can we say it? Well, Audience, guess guess what Anna's least favorite application <laughs> is that generates your knowledge proofs. Correct. <laughs> well, uh, I don't say it. I don't know if that hey, was hey, look, picked look, up look. on the mic, actually. <laughs> we could just leave it as this vague, unknown. I didn't say it. Um, actually, okay. I'll try to rephrase or relate an argument that was given to me just maybe like an hour ago about applications. Is that 
it's maybe okay that we don't know what they are. Like they, they will probably just emerge out of these things being available and out of having people with a different mindset, people who aren't thinking about finite fields mm -hmm. to show up and see like, oh, I can do X and Y thing and start doing it. Yeah, actually to defend, like Tarun, I think your disappointment is fair for this moment, but just picture like in the next few months, there are going to be all like a number of platforms coming out language with like way better tools so people can start experimenting so far you've had to be so in the weeds to use a lot of this stuff and i mean to be honest we don't know how easy fully easy it'll be right away but there's definitely like strong you know a strong push by a number of teams to create those sandboxes or playgrounds or things where you can start to deploy and play and build something fast i mean the contrarian take is like isn't isn't that just cope Isn't it just like, <laughs> like we're all like, you know, we've built a bunch of tools and like, if we build it, they will come, but will they? Well, come? I think if they exist, then we will see, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, like, I, how do you judge when it's like super hard to build stuff still? Yeah, right, but you, you know, the, the question is like, it's kind of asking just to predict the future in, in a way, right? But you could imagine the future goes something, I don't think it will, which is why, you know, I think we're sitting here, but could go something like everyone builds a bunch of really sick tools that like do all great things very quickly, but then everyone just ends up using like JavaScript and not caring about the ZK part of it. Cause like, ah, whatever, yeah. you know, users mm -hmm. at the end of the day don't care about that. I don't know. This is, I, yeah. I'm, I'm trying to, I don't really have a well, push on this. Well, we also have that in ZK world, right? We have a lot of tools that mm -hmm. sort of are built to adapt regular code into ZK. Like if you think of things like Risk Zero, the whole point is forget about the ZK part, just compile to Risk Five and we'll do the rest for you. So, We can bring these people in who just want to think in JavaScript. Yeah, no, I, I, I agree with that. I guess, like, you know, you could imagine that for a very long time, the entire purpose of, like, mm. building this ZK thing, right, is kind of, like, lost on someone. Like, mm. it's easy. Let's say it's, let's say it's very easy. You know, it's actually, like, just one line change from running JavaScript, right? And they're like, ah, oh, you know, but it takes 15 minutes to run this on an AWS server somewhere. But then, the thing is, like, who cares? Okay. But it almost sounds then like the characteristics that ZK brings need to be the thing that you're building for. Right. So then it, like, is it so privacy again? Or the thing that we need to broadcast. Like, we need to make clear what it, what it is that we are unlocking for people. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I think that's a perfectly reasonable thing to say, too. I mean, it's like, look, maybe if not only we make this available, but you actually have to, you know, we have to go touch grass every once in a while, which is a fine thing to ask for. Right. I think if you do that, maybe, yeah, maybe you will get some real adoption. I don't know. I mean, I, yeah. I, again, my, my obvious opinion on this is I think it will, like, in the future, ZK will actually be a thing that people actually use very transparently. But there's a, you know, the, it, it, the opposite case is, is, like, reasonable, I think. Yeah. I think we have a question from the audience. I'm wondering who are the end users in this hypothetical scenario right now? Because in my imagination, cryptography, or not just in my imagination, sorry, in my worldview, I think, cryptography is something that the end user is not concerned about. It is just there and it works. For example, if you use Signal, like the average user doesn't care that it's end-to-end -end encrypted, but it is still there. So are we targeting developers here or are we talking or targeting the average person on London streets? I mean, does, I guess for that, it's like there needs to be urgency for what is being offered. And I think there's these moments where like something happens in the world where people realize like they have no privacy and that matters because something like some, you know, 
just horrible story, anecdote, narrative pops up. And for a little while, everyone cares, and they kind of scramble to get, you know, on signal instead of whatever they were on. Or on, you know, we saw, we, I think we Mastodon. saw... Mastodon. That's right. But... Yeah, I mean, I think there's been these way, like mini spikes of like people caring, but it hasn't seemingly been sustained yet. Um, but I think it's still coming. So is the conclusion we should fund more Black Mirror episodes? Yeah, <laughs> freaked out. Well, I think it's unfortunately, I think it's like real world things have to happen, and then people seem to care. Or, or you find things that are other benefits of zk that are not strictly privacy, right? Like, there are a bunch of other benefits you get from, from verifiable compute. And, like, those things should be the things that you push, not necessarily privacy. I, I, I'm not saying that privacy isn't the main one, but I do think privacy is the one where we'll be waiting a long time. Or, like, we have, there's, like, basically infinite variance in the time you have to wait. Mm. I think the another thing that happened, right, which is how we got you know, privacy, security, cryptography everywhere is, it became essentially indistinguishable from not cryptography, right? Like you write a little S in your web browser, HTTPS, and like, all right, congratulations. Like you got a nice little green bar that says you're chilling, right? But, you know, at the end of the day, if you ask someone to describe the difference between HTTPS and HTTP, it's like, okay, good luck, right? Mm -hmm. So uh, there's also some notion where it becomes so easy and so transparent that it's kind of obvious. There's no reason to do anything else because, you know, why the hell would you have something that's strictly worse, right? I don't know. This is a... Yeah, yeah. But we're not there yet, right? Like, right now, doing it in ZK, even if you add a little S and you have ZK, is strictly slower. That's right. And, like, that's by right. a large amount. Yes, exactly. Okay, I think we had a question over here. I'm going to... Oh, you have the mic. Perfect. Um, so, for a long time, governments have been looking for ways to make online voting happen. Yeah. Um, why isn't ZK the perfect solution for this? Because, you know, it's verifiable. Like, after the fact, I can go and use whatever I, whatever I got returned after voting. I can use that to verify, oh, actually, my vote got, got tallied in, in the total. Um, why isn't that a good use case? I think it is a good use case. It's I a think... great use case. And there have been experiments. Um, I remember in France, the last, like, um, parliament elections that we had, French people living abroad could vote online, and it did use, like, some form of zero-knowledge proof. It wasn't like fully ZK and fully bulletproof. There was a lot of trust in the government to do this correctly, but there was like an element of ZK. Hmm. Sorry, what part of the voting problem does ZK solve, actually? I, I actually have no idea. So prove that you're a registered voter, that you haven't voted yet, um, that you're above a certain age, that you're voting for one of the eligible candidates without revealing who you're voting for, who you are, etc. Yeah, I would actually, to, to continue on that idea, like, I've also heard about sort of not quite projects in the works or even, like, they're, they're sort of thinking. There's been basically inquiries by governments to learn more about that. I mean, that's even come through some of the, you know, things that we've been doing. I've heard about that. So I think your point is good. I think the timing is not there yet. Also, I think tooling... Mm -hmm for a long time was not there. And I think trust in it is not yeah. quite there. Like, I think there needs to be sort of like, you know, great tools that can be well understood, that are super well vetted, that people feel comfortable with somewhere out in the world. Then you do a project just to try it out with some government somewhere, and then that's kind of proven, and then it, like that's how it would happen. I actually think mm -hmm. we are kind of at stage, like between stage one and stage two mm -hmm. of that. 
just I'll, not yet. I'll add a few comments. Like, it's like online payments at first, like people are like, don't pay online. Like, don't, don't put your credit card information ever. And today we're fine just like writing in our card details on the website and just throwing it off. So there's been some kind of mentality change of, yes, I can trust that if I put my things here, HTTPS, we're all good. The other thing is there are still challenges that aren't resolved. And one of the big ones is civil resistance. Like, how do I make sure that they aren't the same user making a bunch of like bots essentially and voting? And that ZK alone doesn't solve. And I think we're still trying to figure out the best way to do it. I also would say I think like an online internet native institution would be the first real consumer. Governments are just inevitably going to have like too high a bar and like they have to cater to the least common denominator like to be able to use the system. And that places huge UX constraints on the developers of these systems. Uh, to the point about the HTTPS and the lock, the lock took a long time and it took a lot of like standardization, took a lot of browser changes. Um, I kind of think ZK just hasn't figured out what its lock is. It doesn't have like a way of proving to the user that without this proof yeah. you get the wrong answer, right? Like there's no there's there's no UX for it. I mean, using a ZK mobile wallet makes me want to just commit seppuku. Like it's like a horrible experience. I think there's a question. There's actually a question right here. Um, so regarding jumping back on the privacy aspect of ZK, I think the focus is too much on the consumer which might doesn't care in the end about privacy, even though you might want it. So you might want to shift the perspective to the businesses because they do have the incentive to not have to um, store all this data because of the regulation, especially in Europe with the GDPR. So if you give them the opportunity to not having to store all those confidential data and just have like single proofs for those, especially like, for example, proof of identity, then they may be pushed, financially speaking, to actually integrate it, which is good for the user and good for them. That means, though, that we're going to have ZK SaaS products. Some. Oh, dear. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, not oh, dear. It's a thing. Whatever. Well, but like, like ZKKYC, yeah. right? Like huh? ZKKYC. So you sign up to yeah. some exchange, and rather than having to send all your personal information, and they have to like, you know, respect GDPR and save these things correctly... That's a really good use case. Yeah. Although, I mean, for businesses, it could be all sorts of things. I think you can also, hmm. like, the you don't want to share, you want to pay on-chain, you don't want to share the incomes of everyone in your team to each other, whatever. There's, like, or your suppliers, or there's, like, yeah. always been these ideas of how to do that. Yeah, that also applies to it. For yeah. example, if you want to prove that, you, as a business, you have certain financial abilities, but you don't want to share the entire bank statement or your, like, yeah, everything you can just make a proof as well. It is crazy. There are no business. There are. There's very few. I'm sorry to go back to SaaS businesses, but and I know they're very untrendy. So much SaaS. <laughs> but like, there there aren't very. I think there's a couple projects I've seen in sort of around the zk space who like hint at doing something like that, but it's just very untrendy right now in our ecosystem it seems but like maybe that's the way that happens like you almost need like a bridge like it might be like living on some network deep cryptography you have some SaaS business that interfaces to an ex existing businesses they don't need to know what's happening under the hood yeah and the middle it's this middleware Ugh. I, I, I will I will not why I got into this industry I, I will I will <laughs> it's, it's a needed it's a needed thing I will say, you know, like from the perspective of like businesses that have to 
cooperate with each other, share some information, but not all their information. For some reason, almost all the products that do that use MPC. <laughs> like, I don't think there's as many that try to even consider ZK. So, but are they there? Do those businesses? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like full that, businesses. Like, yeah, it, it's more it like Google and like Apple have an MPC thing between, you know, and Cloudflare, right? Like it, it's actually between data centers and it's like, it's not like a very consumer use case of MPC, but it is, it is actually quite a big use case between businesses that don't want to like share all their information. We want to share some targeted thing, especially for incident response and stuff. But it's extremely niche, right? It's like these tech companies building their own little like private MPC stuff between them. So, but, but yeah, there's no ZK in that. There was another question here. Oh yeah, there's one over here. Oh, you, no? Did we answer oh, we it? We have Mary. Mary has a question over there. Oh, sorry. I think Mary. That's good. Oh yeah, actually, yeah, I think Mary had her hand up first. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> Front running. After. The ultimate rug pull. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, this is actually going back to the online voting thing. There are actually some technical concerns with that, which would make me really not want to recommend recommending that use case. A big one being that if you have people's votes encrypted and public, then there does not exist an encryption scheme that is secure today that we know will be secure 10 years from now. That just not, does not exist. Yeah, forward secrecy is definitely a hard part problem. <laughs> But there are expiring CKPs, so, you know. Eh. I mean, that, that topic, uh, we did this episode recently, and actually I just had a conversation before about this, the post-quantum cryptography and then the cryptography for quantum. And, um, <laughs> and yeah, that, that sort of, that's the crazy thing about, like, even all that we're building. Like, if, if it gets broken eventually, then all those past secrets could be revealed which is kind of terrifying. So, and I know that may, maybe wasn't what you, were, you meant, but... Yeah, with zero knowledge, it's not the case. Like, the, the privacy guarantee of zero knowledge is perfect. Uh, but with encryption, it is the problem. And that's why, like, encrypted votes is a problem. Encrypted uh, data about your genome, if you've done any of those, like, 23andMe tests. I don't know, if, if that ciphertext is public anywhere, someone can, like, keep it for a while and try to hack at it later. And they'll, they'll find out. <laughs> yeah. So I guess, I think you weren't mentioning that, though. You were just saying, like, there are no systems today. Same problem. That you'd feel comfortable with. Um, I think you have the, you have the next she question. Has the next? Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, so you're talking about, like, new ZK use cases and, like, exciting things. But maybe it makes sense to kind of focus on the old ones. Because, like, there is, you know, everybody is, like, well, ZK is for privacy, kind of, like, let's forget about succinctness and all this stuff because it's, like, not exactly the case, but whatever. Not really. So, um, back to privacy, right? So, we are working hard on, like, creating new proven systems, right? It's, like, new proven system every, like, three months or something like that. <laughs> and it, it's fine, right? But, like, maybe it makes sense to kind of work on abstracting it away from the user so that we don't have to look for new ZK use cases, but we can like develop a stable, um, I don't know, um, kind of structure for it so that users don't know that they use ZK for privacy or whatever, they just use something and we just work on making this something accessible and then behind that there is a ZK and I guess for that it kind of requires to like work on the old use cases. Mm. 
Do you mean like standards? Um, not exactly standards, but I guess like more thinking about like, you know, how to improve what we do now, like the, the projects that we have now that uh, provide privacy instead of like creating a new project that does something like, I don't know, private voting, private something. Mm -hmm. It's like, you know, kind of like you have chairs, right? And like, you don't like come up with like new exciting way to use chairs every week, right? <laughs> you just like make it as comfortable as possible and then people just sit in it and they're like... But isn't that kind of happening? Like, don't you feel like some of the, like those teams that have built a lot of stuff, they're like, they're, wait, they're waiting and hoping that people will start building on top of them. So it's like abstracted away from them. Yeah, I mean, I agree. Uh, it just kind of felt like, you know, people feel a little bit upset about like lack of new exciting ZK use cases. Mm. I, I mean, in a sense, that's what like ZK VMs are doing, right? And, like they're simply abstracting the underlying ZK. They just say, look, we give you a guarantee. You compile to X language, whatever it is, or you write X language and we'll interpret it for you. And you don't ever have to think about ZK except insofar as you do something like whatever proof.verify and then that returns true or whatever, mm. right? So I, I think people are doing that. I mean, I think there's still plenty of unfortunate technical details that do have to go into some of it. Um, I mean, RIS zero being one that is like trying to avoid that as much as possible, but many other VMs certainly are, right? Some are watching specific, some are not. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I, think it, I think it's starting, right? Certainly like it's recognized that this is a huge pain point. Like why the hell should I have to give a crap about like the underlying field of you know, whatever proving system I give a crap about, right? And, and when in reality, I should just be able to write, you know, as an you know, old fart like C or something. Right, and have that you know correctly execute and compile with whatever memory. Yeah, I mean, one way of another way of thinking about it is that there's no, there just hasn't been like the TensorFlow moment. Even though now everyone kind of shits on TensorFlow, if you think about it, in 2012, that was like 2013 when it came out. It was like that was the thing that enabled a lot of people to like go try training models uh, who had you know no training or anything. They just followed some guides and they're able to like bullshit their way through something, and then it seemed to work. And then you know it kind of spun out and grew and then of course people made better and be more and more easy frameworks right like literally you know pytorch is extraordinarily easy um and there's a sense in which no one seems to care that much about doing that in zk land I, or, or not me well, no one but it definitely feels like everyone goes for like let's have this amazing functional language and make someone have to think so much about like storage structures and like I, I just don't think any of these people ever fucking talk to a JavaScript developer. <laughs> uh, I want to I want to grab back the uh, the mic the the theme because we had a few questions and actually you sort of just hinted at one of them, which is that definition of zk, mm. which I think is kind of controversial. I feel like I have a slightly controversial take on this. So a few months ago, I guess it's now a few months ago, Justin Thaler at A16Z, uh, published an article with these like misconceptions about ZK, and one of them was very much about like the word ZK, the way it's being used. We just hinted at it with like ZK, zero knowledge for privacy versus sort of parts of snarks for succinctness. It's actually not ZK anymore, but it still falls under the umbrella. So I just sort of want to, since I have a, a room full of ZK people and succinct people, should we, you know, what, what do you make of that? Should we still use ZK as the umbrella term or not? 
So th I think there's like a type system, right? <laughs> and like at the highest level, when someone says zk, and like it, it depends on the context in which it's like measured, right? It's like an anthropological. Yeah. So so this is a singleton, and then there's like a partial order, right? But the point is like when someone says zk, and then it's in this context, it's in good company, in polite company, you wouldn't want to say this. But but in, in this company, we're all a bit weird, so it's fine. Uh, it refers to everything. Right? It's fine. You say zk, succinct proofs are all the same, succinct arguments, uh, whatever you want, all zk. Yeah. Uh, the second that you step out into the real world and you say ZK to someone, like you've lost. Like you've you've automatically lost, right? You that's that's when you get, you know, you, you put on your nicest like whatever fancy dress or whatever, right? And then you go to someone and you're like, okay. Like <laughs> I don't know. We talk about succinct proofs, we talk about succinct arguments, and when we talk about zero knowledge, we really do mean zero knowledge, right? Every, everything else just oh. parses differently in a different context. Like okay, simply, it's like, just. Wait, so when you go out in the fancy dress, yes. you have to use ZK properly. Yeah. You have to yes. use ZK Why? properly. That's correct. That's so those are the people who might get confused. Oh, That's right. If you say ZK wow. to someone who can't make the difference, and they think they're d using something private when they're That's not, true. there's a problem. Whereas probably in this room, if I say ZK to people, they'll know to check, oh, is this privacy or is this scalability? Exactly. I, I, I think maybe a, a somewhat more pragmatic thing for that maybe people in this room might appreciate more, though, is that ZK as a shelling point for a term that investors could glom onto was extremely <laughs> successful. Exactly. It was true. very it's successful true. for it's fundraising. Like, and mm -hmm. every single person in this room who raised any type of capital owes it to all of the people who basically branded everything as one thing and then sold it as a bucket to limited partners and other people as a thing to fund. And fundamentally, that actually funded a lot of this stuff. So like, you know, you can, you can kind of bash the, the non-cognoscenti who, who, who get confused, but half of you don't have jobs if this isn't it's, thing. So I'm case of so on board with that. Right? that. No, no, yeah. no, no, I agree, but it's more like <laughs> protection and avoiding the foot gun of calling something private when it's not. I, right? I'm just, I'm just oh. thinking it, it's the type of thing that you can't go backwards on. Like Look, people yeah, have no, turned no, this meme and the meme is like what, you know. So ZK, what, ZK roll up, right? Like yeah, you start exactly. going into <laughs> So sorry, I guess my, my, my main point was I would not deem talking to investors polite company. Like your entire argument is predicated on <laughs> okay, this. Okay, okay, fine. Right? Yeah. So I, I, I like that you're dissing yourself there. Buddy. That's part of okay, you as well. But, you know, I'll it's, add it's, to this. So I think you highlighted the fundraising part. But I also think that like catchy short terms like MEV, like ZK, also capture mindshare, mm -hmm. even when they're kind of peripheral, maybe not exactly. And so I, as someone who's named a lot of my company's products, <laughs> newsletter with that first letter ZK, this first letter ZK, like I'm so guilty of it. You all know the Zero Knowledge podcast when it started wasn't about zero knowledge. We <laughs> had <scalability>. zero knowledge. <laughs> it was about scalability. No, it wasn't even about that. Um, but yeah, I, my sense is the sort of the camaraderie, the, the tr it, it is a bit of a branding thing. It like at this, at this moment or so far, it's also seemed like a good center point for attracting talent and people who want to learn and get excited and you there's a community and that's that's special and i really think you're a fan of the vibes the zk vibe zk I, stands for zk i vibe. think it is very obvious that i am a fan of the vibes I, okay so in the same way we have like the https if the 
privacy equivalent of this S is ZK, then we have a problem. If we have another way of signifying privacy, yeah. then I'm happy to call everything ZK. I mean, that's, I think that point, and actually what you were saying is like, out in the world, one should be accurate, especially if the properties of ZK are being very, like, very much communicated and then they're not being delivered. I think that would be very dangerous. I think that's what a lot of the arguments against calling everything ZK say. But I think what might happen instead is that ZK as a term just becomes kind of it's not immediately associated. Like, I think that's actually happened. I don't know that ZK is associated with only privacy anymore. That's right. So it, as a term, does not signify private. For the record, I blame the roll-ups. Because yeah, I mean, they it's... they literally caused this this wait what <laughs> problem? You blame because the roll-ups. Roll basically, we're like, hey, we're 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 generating zero knowledge proofs, uh, and and they call oh, themselves proofs. ZK roll-ups. Snarks. Uh, yeah, yeah. Sorry, sorry. They they started gen they generated snarks, but then they like basically started branding themselves as ZK, and then they raised a ton of money doing that, and they've convinced everyone who buys tokens that yeah. ZK means <laughs> actually Tarun. I think it went the other way. I think a lot of those teams were at ZK one, ZK two. They were ZK companies, and then they Ooh, focused on this. Actually, okay, and there's fair. a lot of examples Ooh, that's of fair, this. That's fair. They started to focus on the scalable because it was less scary and more. Hmm. There's more potential upside. Sorry. If yeah, yeah maybe, maybe you're right. But, but it's true, but it, right? It goes back to fundraising. And, but the <laughs> names, yeah, yeah, a little bit, but the names remained. Like, the names remained. And actually, a lot of those teams were incredible contributors to early libraries. Like, they, they have the legitimacy, in a way, to be in. They, they were in the space. They were there early. But they just shifted. And I think that's where, the, where that weird legacy comes from. There was also some teams playing on the ambiguity, where the website would advertise ZK Snark, ZK Snark, or ZK Stark, ZK Stark, but then the actual system that they're building and that they get people to use ignores the ZK part. Yeah. Right? So, I don't know. But I, yeah, I mean, since then, I think there's been teams. Yeah, yeah. They, a lot of people have rolled back. But just some of the older ones, clearer. they were originally. Zero knowledge. Yeah. Zero, zero knowledge. The ZK, ZK. <laughs> <laughs> I guess, yeah, maybe the, the highest level of way of thinking about it is just ZK is just like a term of endearment, right? That's, that's maybe the best way of... Mr., uh, Mrs., Dr. <laughs> and ZK, yeah. <laughs> What's happening in the ML space? Do we have a lot of people like branding things ML, which isn't ML? Yes. So like, uh, yeah. Yeah. So how do they solve it? There's a ton of AI companies that just have looking, people in the Philippines doing all the work. <laughs> are we looking to ML to solve our problem? <laughs> no, I'm just oh, no. like trying to see if this problem was but, but, but somewhere I, else, I, right? So, so I, I will say one interesting kind of observation about this is people who are doing layer ones or like pure new chains, they actually seem to respect the privacy aspect of the moniker, but people who are doing roll-ups don't give a shit. And, and I know some of you will take offense to that. But fundamentally, roll-ups only really care about this like compression aspect of a snark. They don't. Except for Aztec. Okay, fine. Most roll-ups roll don't like. Just, they really don't care because it's also fundamentally like not. They have to do so much more work to be private versus like an L1 where they can build it in. So there was also this kind of fork philosophically between the two of them that I think caused this insane disambiguation, but then they also both need to raise money at the same time, so then they sold the same term. So Back to the fundraising. I think it does boil down to that. Yeah, fair. I wanted to continue on. There was a topic about ZK crossovers. So you kind of mentioned ZKML. 
there's, I'm curious about what your thoughts are. Like you've, been, you've mentioned a number of times like MPC. There is a ZK MPC crossover. There's ZK FHE. There's ZK MEV. <laughs> there's ZK DeFi. I guess that's ZK MEV. ZK DeFi is more legit than ZK MEV at this point in time. <laughs> oh, okay. That, what, what are those two things? Given that then? everyone just wants to use SGX. Um, <laughs> but uh, I mean, this, this is an honest truth. Uh, so it's MEVTE. -E. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Different crossover episode there. I feel like you got to make some like swag for this, like all the crossovers. All the crossovers. It's like a shoe drop. Yeah. Like and, and a shoe. Drop. What do you think? Oh, that might happen one day. Right. I might... I'm so into that. <laughs> I, have you guys seen our swag game? It's getting good. It's really like socks. I mean, socks. I don't know. Books. What, what was the cool thing that we did? <laughs> What's the cool? What? Tea bags this time. Yeah, we're in London. Uh, I don't know if you guys saw that. Those little squares are tea bags for ZK10. <laughs> but yeah, I think like going back to just that crossover, ZK crossover episodes, what are the, like which ones do you think are legit and which ones do you think are kind of like? I wouldn't say there's legit and non-legit, but some of them are no. like ZK as a thin wrapper over something else. Or like we're just doing this thing that we used to do in a ZK circuit. And other ones where like we are just changing the things that we're doing. So like ZK MPC and like the ability to generate proofs as like a committee, that's new and that's very interesting. Um, ZK ML is very interesting in its promise and what comes out of it. But in terms of like the research, it is just like, can I run a big ZK circuit? Is ZK ML real? Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Okay. Um, and it's a wonderful engineering effort. I don't know if it's a cryptographic effort, right? Which ZKML sort of hints at, maybe, or maybe that's me like reading too much into it. And again, like reading ZK and getting angry. Well, that's that's. I mean, you're saying it's like a wrapper. Do you mean like the work is not in the ZK part? The work is in building circuits and adapters for ML to be compatible with ZK proof systems. Yeah. And that's super hard. Um, so it is. It's, but it's, it, the work which, isn't in the ZK. But wait, itself. which side are they adapting though? Are they adapt? Because like I've kind of heard both, like adapting hmm. the ZK side or adapt, adapting the ML side. But I mean, I don't know what's got more potential. I feel like ML must Fair. be way more developed. You've got to adapt ZK, right? I'm assuming. I don't know. So far, I. It's not like I've seen drastic changes to proof systems for ML. It's, okay, so they I've are using some existing, incredible so uses of existing arithmetization, like super smart ways of doing it. Mm. Um, but it's not like someone came up with a proof system specifically for ML. Guillermo and I were actually just having this conversation earlier, <laughs> which is that, in fact, it's actually a travesty no one is making specific yeah. proof systems for ML. Because things we like have folding tools, schemes right? are perfect for matrix multiplication and like doing optimizing for like these operations instead of optimizing for a VM. It feels like you know, you're, oh, really? you're kind of like there is a simple calculation, shoving it into a yeah. big circuit, big VM, just so your general purpose thing can execute it and then generating a small proof versus special purpose proving. And in some ways, ML is in general, statistical calculations are just way better when there's tons of special purpose stuff done. Huh. I mean, I think it's, that's right. Yeah. Like, like fundamentally, there's like, you know, when you build a processor, right, the entire point of the processor is that it can execute anything. 
right? But this is not true of ML. ML isn't executing anything. It's executing a very specific set of instructions like 500 million times, right? So, so fundamentally, it's kind of, you know, we're doing all this wasted effort reducing one thing to another and then doing the other reduction and whatever Weird. up until kind of we get to the end. But it doesn't, you don't really need to do all that. It just suffices to kind of like get good. Right. Oh, it, so, the comment you just made about the folding, though, is, is the work unfolding leading to improving mm -hmm. systems that would be better suited for ZKML? So there is this one repo on, called Zater, which uses folding to sort of um, compute different layers of the like ML, whatever's going on there. I'm not familiar with that. But <laughs> essentially, like, yeah, but they, they use folding to sort of like scrunch that down into one layer and then prove just that. So yeah, there are like more integrated use, uses of like ZK tools. Interesting. And there's more to be done because like these proof systems for generic circuits, you pay an overhead by making it generic. We don't need that. Yeah, and there's a lot of known optimizations in the ML side that like you're, a lot of the calculations are actually very like repeated patterns. Like most of the models have like computation that's repeated multiple times. Even like something like a boosted tree or just like a forest of boosted trees. Those are very regular calculations. They're not like extremely irregular, like worst case behavior calculations. And in some sense, it's almost a travesty that almost a, a lot of the work in, in ZKML has definitely focused on like getting out the initial prototypes, which have been like, take a really simple calculation, but then put it into this very complicated machine, and that translation layer actually adds a lot of overhead. Um, but I think, I suspect by next year, we'll see some very good special purpose mm. ML. Left. I do so, want to remind the audience that if you have any comments or things you want to add, just remember to put your hand up. We'll, we'll call on you. We'll bring a mic over. Um, I want to kind of keep going with those crossovers, though. So we've, kind of, we've covered, you say ZKMEV. Bullshit. Doesn't exist. No, no, no. I, I was <laughs> I was at an MEV conference giving a, a talk, and I I, I, I made this point that I was like all, almost all the mitigation mechanisms of different things we were talking about were pretty useless unless you had FHE, and they were like FHE. Now nah, we're fine with just like using SGX for everything. So it's like it, it's just like I don't think people in MEV land they only kind of care about performance. They don't care about verifiability mm. in a strong manner. So hmm. it's just community. They, they're culturally distinct and don't care about it. <laughs> mm -hmm. That's a good way of putting it. It's like anthropologically different. You know? yeah, yeah. Like, Completely, like, the value system is like orthogonal. Yeah, I mean, okay. Yeah. ZK FHE. So, That's cool. Yeah, so last year, I mean, I think at the last summit, we had Ravitel speak on ZK and FHE. And actually, I had had her on that show right around that time. She introduced me to the idea that there's such thing as ZK, what is lattice-based lattice ZKPs, which you kind of need if you're working with FHE. Similar thing, right, where you're like adjusting the ZK proving system, the kinds of maths underneath, mm -hmm. so that they match to one of these crossovers. And I mean, she was very much, she's very pragmatic. And she's like, it's not ready. It's going to take some time. But it made me interested. There was not a ton of work. So what do we time. mean by ZK FHE? Like, I give you a proof that I ran something correctly, and that something happens to be unencrypted data? Yeah, I wouldn't be able to define it. Okay. I think she defined it well on the right. episode, but it was, it was definitely like using them in tandem. Mm. Maybe you just said it correctly. I'm not entirely sure. I just remember her talking about altering the math right. of the, on the ZK side. 
or the type, yeah, the type of. Okay, so what I just described is again just a thin wrapper okay. of zk around what FHE is already doing. So I take encrypted data, I do some calculations, I give it back to you. You can decrypt. If I now prove that I did my calculation correctly, I'm just doing just zk as usual. By the way, if somebody here, like, we're talking to an audience of like experts on this thing, wait, I see wait, someone wait. going like this. If you want to, do you want to say something? I, do you want to put your hand not up aware so they of can the find ZKFHE you? Stuff, so. Yeah, yeah. I think we just yeah d define it for us. I have, I still actually have hmm. no idea what this is. So I think, I think the definition is correct, but it's okay. it's harder than that. Oh, no, no, of course it's hard. Okay, yeah, because it's not just a thin wrapper. I think the. I mean, there's probably like cryptographers in the room that, that can go into, into more details, but the, the math don't really align. So you can't just like use existing proof systems and hope to, to prove an FHE circuit. So, so sorry, here's the, here's the dumb question. So essentially what it is is we can think of kind of FHE, you can do very few calculations, and then essentially you have some sort of oracle call that says, I need someone else to perform a computation, uh, and you would provide me a proof that the computation was done correctly. Uh, and then, so it, it, is it like, is, is that correct? Is that yeah, that, that would be this kind of things. But I guess, okay. uh, I'm, not, I'm not too sure what Ravital is, is talking about, but I guess the low hanging fruit in a way is that you do need some form of proofs uh, to, to make like some FHE use cases work. Mm. Because if you can, for, as you were saying, like if you have an oracle and you can ask like a decryption uh, of, a, of an FHE ciphertext, which is, could be like the result of something that has been computing with FHE, you can like spam this oracle with like correctly formed ciphertext, but that, that are random in a way. You can very easily like extract the secret key of the, of the FHE scheme. So you do need some kind of proof that you knew the, cipher, the, the original plain text that was encoded to lead to this computation that produced the result. Otherwise, you're screwed. And very quickly screwed. So, Interesting. Yeah. Okay. And, and Tarun, I, I disagree. Like the MEV people care about FHE. <laughs> oh. No, no, no. I, I, I think the, there, there are people who think they do. But oh. And if you go, if you talk to them and ask them like what they want out of these systems and why they're engineering them a certain way, then okay, they define, like give you a completely define, different answer than their philosophical answer. Define MEV people then, because I think I think what you mean is that the the MEV searchers they only care about the speed. No, but no, no. I, I mean, I literally am talking about like people designing the auctions, right? The people building the auctions, they all are like, we like FHE, but it's actually too annoying for us to use. So we're going to do this SGX thing and then hope that one day we just cross over and it works perfectly. Well, I care about FHE. <laughs> and, and you work okay. in that? And I'm with Flashbots. So, you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> now, well, it's, it's, it's a pragmatic thing. It's like, yeah. we, we care about like making things available for users and whether we like it or not, it's true that SGX is probably like the most pragmatic choice today. But we would love to have FHE. And, and probably, you know, down the line, it probably means like some kind of like FHE plus ZK if we could. Uh, but of course, it's like, you know, way, 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 way. Triple threat. In the future. So we'll see. <laughs> I guess, yeah. All maybe. the acronyms, MEV, ZK, FHE. No one will know what we're talking about at all. <laughs> Very good. So maybe, I mean, what Tarun might be getting at as well is like, you could probably create systems now, right, which you, FHE is very limited in what it can do, right? And I guess the point is, you know, instead of creating complicated systems, which you can then just stick into a TE and then hope FHE gets good enough that you just port it over, right? You could imagine creating like fairly, you, you have to go pretty deep into the guts of these systems, right? And construct 
you know, things that can be delegated, very small tasks that can be delegated to FHE, right, just enough to give you privacy, but it requires rethinking what, you know, auctions or things like that. Like yeah, Mevim yeah. doesn't look the same. AST changes. No, absolutely. I think, I think that's the right way of doing it. It's like, either you want to release something quick and then you, you wrap the whole thing in the TE, or you, you manage to carve out, like, part of the protocol, part of the use cases, and you make it happen into, into an FHE circuit totally. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Nice. Okay, the last one that I had on my list. I know we had we have ZK MPC, but I don't know if we have. Do we have any MPC experts here? That like there was a project. There was like there were a few. There yeah. was a few projects over the years. I I actually don't know that combo, but I almost wonder is that a similar thing where it's like a wrapper? No, that's more. Can people who have parts of a secret generate a ZK proof together in a way that proves something about that? secret that we all have or like that we put together but without ever revealing, revealing our shards of the secret mm. yeah okay so that's more in the weeds or more yeah. integrated yeah. actually yeah. as a architecture i feel like this is like not not zk it's almost the other way of operation it should be mpc ZK. yeah exactly in that right. case like the it's almost like the mpc that's a wrapper around zk like you're doing oh. mpc over a zk proof okay but zk like over a ZK linguistic operator oh, yeah. seems oh, to yeah. only prefer prefix yeah, yeah. precedence <laughs> that's right, that's right. <laughs> and maybe mpc zk is like oh, oh. oh yeah wait, wait you have to wait because this is <laughs> we need to get your audio is this uh secret shared between all of the users uh, all of the uh like so there are different models, yeah. One of them is uh, if I have a secret, but I don't have the capacity to prove anything about it, I'll secret share it, like I'll do shares of it, give one share to some cloud service, another share to another cloud service, and together they can sort of make a proof. Or like I think each one of them makes their own proof, and at the end I combine the two proofs into one real proof about the secret I had. That's one model. The other model is... Um, I know part of a secret, Guillermo knows the other part, Tarun knows the other part, but we don't want to reveal to each other what parts we know. But yet, the three of us want to prove something to Anna about the aggregate secret that we know. How do we do that? Right? Interesting. Yeah. And do you have some kind of uh, threshold cryptography uh, plus ZK? So, like, we all know uh, a, a shared secret, and, like, uh, if uh, a bunch of us, like, gather together and create... A, so, so fact-check me on this one, but I think the first model I discussed of um, secret shares, like one person knows the secret, produce secret shares and distributes them out. I think you can do like a two out of five thing and with only two people producing proofs for you, that's enough. Okay. But you're also reducing your like sort of uh, trust budget where now if only two of these people collude, they'll find your full secret. Yeah, yeah. Do, do you know any like names that I can search about this? Yes. EOS? EOS, yeah, okay. EOS. It's a paper. I know Patrice Misra is on it. I don't know who, I forgot who else is on it. This yeah. is EOS, yeah. not to be mistaken for Brock Pierce's For paper. EOS, <laughs> the blockchain. Oh. When I saw that, I was like, EOS, odd yeah. naming. Which I, was presented at ZK Summit a while back, I think seven in Amsterdam. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's when I was like, what is this? Yeah. Uh, there was a hand right there. Uh, I just want to make sure. You get a chance to say something. Um, to go back to MPC and ZK, I think we have it actually both ways because we have, on one hand, uh, as you say, you want to produce a proof and the witness is going to be private from different people and so they have to collaborate in creating this proof. 
I think there's a paper, I heard that there's a paper from Dan Bonnet uh, about this. But you also have MPC in the head, which is we're going to use MPC techniques to produce a ZK proof. Yeah. And so it's reversed. And Wait, we also use MPC? ZK as in the subroutines head. for MPC protocols. Like there's, there's a lot of crossover. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So and the crossovers are both ways. Both ways. But you just, just to make sure I heard it, it was MPC in the head. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And that was like Nigel Smart. I think he was he part of that. He works on that. Yeah, yeah. I had him on the show at the time. I think he was doing that. You By the way, we say that for most things. Like <laughs> any topic we'll address in cryptography. <laughs> like, did fair, Nigel Smart ever look yeah, at this? Yeah, did Nigel Smart have something? At this point, what haven't you had? Is there something that's like the big gaping hole after like so many years that you're like, ah, oh, two hundred and I'm missing. I'm sure a lot. But come no, on, but is there something that comes to mind that's like, ah, oh, this is the thing that's like. Well, all the pretty much like. Most of these crossover ones I have not talked about, so this is very interesting. I want to explore them. Um, just so you know, any, any, and this is also to the audience potentially listening later, anything we're mentioning here, we'll add, we will have show notes. We'll be able to put links to the previous episodes and everything. So we'll try to dig those up. ZK DeFi. It's not really a, the same kind of acronym. You said there's a lot. Yeah, I think there is stuff. I think the main thing you have to remember is that like the ZK is not a panacea. So there was like, I think 2020, 2021, there were just like so many of these teams that are like, oh, we're doing ZK Uniswap, and they like did it mindlessly without thinking. And then you know we wrote a bunch of papers that show when that doesn't work, and you can only kind of. I mean, Anna's parts. acknowledged on them actually because yeah, you were yeah. the reason why we wrote the paper. Yeah, so nice. But we've evolved since then. I think people have kind of realized like, oh, I can't just like throw ZK and like hope that people won't pay attention. Because mm -hmm. um, people do care about the privacy aspects in DeFi quite a bit, actually. Um, I think some of the things are like auctions, so like designs for particular types of MEV auctions that use ZK, and that's maybe closer to, to, to that type of stuff. Um, but I think there's also a lot of stuff on cross-chain DeFi for proving properties about collateral on another chain such that you can use it locally. And that is actually sort of like a, a weaker form of a bridge. Uh, so there, there's definitely a lot of stuff in that vein. I think a lot of it is just uh, you know kind of slowly being built up right now. I think in the layer two world where there's like many roll-ups with these kind of somewhat shared sequencing aspects, um, a lot of the, the partial atomicity guarantees are coming from ZK. And so that, but it, 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 it's, it's more like evolutionary rather than revolutionary to DeFi. I just remember that work and even that show, we did this show, I think where we talked oh, yeah. about it. It was such a sanity check at the time to the kinds of claims being made. Like there were so many like private decks, private decks, <laughs> and like all immense different things to different people. I remember your work really was like a, a little bit of like a, a lightning, like, <laughs> hey, let's wake, like, let's get out of this weird stupor we're in. Let's be realistic. This is not, yeah. some of those claims are not possible. I think it shifted people who were in that to like take it into account, change direction, be a little bit smarter. It really, I, I, f I remember that feeling of like, and the teams <laughs> responded. Yeah, uh, not, not some, some teams not so kindly, but um, yeah. yeah, I've got some. There were some emails. emails. <laughs> uh, but but <laughs> I, I think the, the cross-chain stuff is way, way more of the. And that's the, now though, that's right? Now. That's, and this is kind of re referring to your talk where it's like intense and you start to like, I, on that vein, I actually think one of the interesting things that hasn't really happened a lot is, you know, um, we're preoccupied a lot with what's possible, 
right? Like a lot of ZK is like, okay, what, what can we do with this? Um, and I think one of the things that I haven't seen a lot in the field is actually impossibility results. Like what things can't, like if you only have ZK and you don't have any other guarantees, what can't you do? Right, like in some sense there's a bunch of questions like, I mean, one of them happens to be privacy indexes is really not achievable with just ZK. You have to actually get smart about how you do a bunch of these things. Um, but, but more broadly, right, you could imagine that, that there's a lot of these crossovers that actually don't make sense. You know, one example, I don't think this is true, but one example is like, you know, maybe there really isn't like a panacea for ZKML and it requires a lot of communication to actually get things done. And that places a bound on how well you're likely to do, right, how fast you can run a given model or something of the like. So I, it's kind of interesting. Like, I mean, I, I guess uh, this gets us is like, I, I think there is a place right now for kind of the, the more negative work that outlines what the boundaries of what we can do are in ZK and then what we actually need to enable thing, like further applications, you know? I feel like we're getting close to the edge of what's possible, but it's still very fuzzy, you know, in, in both theoretical sense and the practical one. I think, I mean, I have, one last topic that I wanted to cover, which is a little bit about like the trajectory of ZK and where we are. <laughs> this is, you know, the name of this was State of ZK. Mm. Um, as a project, I mean, so ZK Summit one was in 2018, beginning of like early 2018. I think that was around the same time we named the show Zero Knowledge, and it went. I, like, I remember the first summit was 100 people, 110 people. The second summit was packed. People were very excited. And then it went down again, <laughs> which is like a lot of fun as an event planner. Um, and then it sort of slowly, slowly meandered along, got a little bit bigger. And then in the last two years, especially, I mean, you can see it in the events. The events is like one metric. You don't all see this, but I can see it in the show like the listen, you know, the, the download count on the show, you see these like spikes. But yeah, like I, I mean, I have a sense a little bit for like at least the metrics that I have access to, but where are we on that ZK scale? Like, have we just gone through almost a delayed ZK bull market? Just so you know this, like as the crypto market crashed, ZK took off. It was very strange. Like, my metrics went up when everyone went down. And I was like, we're defying gravity, people. This is amazing. But, yeah, like, and I will say this, you know, ZK, ZK10, we've made it to 10. But I will say, like, currently, on our metrics, it's sort of leveled. It's not, we're not getting the big swoops up anymore. And I'm, I'm totally cool with that. I find those swoops kind of scary. They weird me out a little bit. I like slow and steady. That's my way. <laughs> but I'm just curious what you guys think about that. Like, from where you're sitting, is ZK mm. so on the up? Before we get to that, I actually want to say, like, it is insane. And Alex, Tarun, and I were just talking about this, which is you said the first ZK event, the first ZK event was in March of 2018. We were just talking about the fact that, like, what existed in 2018? Zcash. <laughs> MakerDAO. It, yeah, right. But like, okay, is that ZK now? Like, uh, no, 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 are you doing a uh, thing like that? That, that existed. The that, fact that that was the only yeah. thing that existed. Exactly. Like, right. It's Zcash and. But it was Zcash and a lot of like and research groups and universities at the time. Berkeley. Right. Like, I don't even know if Alessandro had already started his, but there were some Berkeley people. No, he probably had. And Dan Bonet's group. And I'm sure. And I'm sure there were others 
for sure. Like Ellie, I'm the sure. Fry, fry was, paper was around then, right? Yeah. yeah. 20, yeah, I thought it was but, 19. But it was tiny. And also, we weren't on the map, so like, I, I was kind of lucky that ZK researchers even learned about it. It was, mm. it was. So yeah, this is what I'm getting. At. I was like, how did you have time. like the like big brain vision to be like, ah, yes, ZK is the thing that will like I've told be this big. Story. You know this story. Well, I don't know. I, maybe I know this. I'm story. I'm sure you all know this story. So the pod- do you know the story? Does anyone know the story? The podcast okay. for the first. Okay, we're going to do a little history. <laughs> the podcast for the. You can all listen to it. Don't. <laughs> The first 11 episodes are terrible, <laughs> but if you go back to the beginning of Zero Knowledge Podcast, we had no name. We were this podcast. Welcome to, I think that's what Frederick would say, like, this podcast, my old <laughs> co-host. And then around episode 11, I think it's around there, we're like, we have a name. We're the Zero Knowledge Podcast. <laughs> because, and I don't know if we said it, but we were thinking it, because we have zero knowledge. <laughs> Not not the cryptography. And Zeke, <laughs> this is the truth. <laughs> this is how this happened. Non-technical, not math person in this position. And then I had just like, want, I mean, so I had a startup before, a SaaS-based startup, by the way, which is where my disdain comes from. But um, yeah, like I had done events. I think we had thrown parties with my old uh, company. And I knew that they were just, cool. They were like fun to do. And I wanted to do an event around the podcast. So something, something summit became insert name of show (laughs) placeholder zero knowledge summit. That is how this event started. Incredible. And we had named it by then. We, I mean, I had, I think I had met Zuko too. And I was like trying to get him on the show and I was trying to definitely like get zero knowledge people to come. And I'm like, I was, you know, we, we did know what it was. We weren't completely pulling it out of the air. Like, I was working at the time in an engineering team. We knew that ZKPs existed, but they were still pretty far away from us. Um, but yeah, and that's how the first summit came to be. And actually what happened was we sent out the invite for it. The, uh, you know, I think it was still application only. At the time, it was kind of the, the crypto bull market, so it was more just because there's, you know, could have been a lot of random people coming... <laughs> who wouldn't have been very technical. But someone passed it over. I think it was Howard Wu got it. And he was like, I want to apply to the ZK, pod, the ZK Summit, and I'm going to bring like eight of my cryptography friends who do ZK. Oh. And at the same time, Zuko was like, we have someone on our team who's up for coming, Strad, who's here actually today. Um, and then Strad, yeah, and Strad came. And so we had those two kind of people. Strad started it off. He was the first talk. Howard was the second, as far as I remember. And then there was a few others. And then we, and, but the event was also a lot of just like ran, random blockchain who was local. We were in Berlin. But yeah, that's how that started. Wow. And then every summit after that became more ZK, less other until, I mean, ZK4 was all ZK. Oh, no, no, actually, no, not full. Like maybe like 90% ZK, but it was like getting there. That's the story. Wow. Sorry, that was like a lot of story time. No, that was. And great. actually, the audience of this show, like the audience, like I have told this story on the show before. Oh, I haven't. <laughs> I haven't heard the story, yeah, or I mean, not on the show at least. Yeah. But does that destroy the magic for everyone? <laughs> Fake it till you make it is a well-trodden tradition in this industry. Just look at Tether. Have I ever really faked it though? I don't think I've ever pretended to be like good at this. <laughs> 
don't know. <laughs> so anyway, so ba- I didn't mean to derail too too far. I, sorry, but I, I'm like. Where is ZK at? Story. This is yes. the question. What is the trajectory of ZK now? And sorry, I interrupted you. No, Nico, no, no, no. You like, doing, so. so the metric I have is sort of research and the pace at which it's coming out. And also I have a very like short time frame that I'm looking at because I joined very recently. But it still feels like it's super fast and it's probably going getting faster. Okay. So as far as I'm concerned, like speed. Lots of speed. Still lots of energy and on that trajectory. Yeah. All the papers that were started in the bull market are being writ- finished exactly. now. <laughs> They're being edited as we speak and coming out of the oven. Um, I, I, yeah, I think we've... Maybe you think is the wrong term. I hope we've hit like a bit of an apex. right? It, it seems like the more normie channels, so to speak, have, have stopped like raving about ZK, and now we're kind of left with... Um, more, more slow, maybe more deliberate work. I, I, don't, I wouldn't call research slow or deliberate in any way, but, but it's the closest thing that we have. Mm. So I think it feels like that's kind of continuing on. Um, but I feel like the, the frenzy of getting in now and doing ZK as quickly yeah. as possible, I feel like, has slowed. And that, that, that feels very good in a lot of yeah, ways. Yeah, it sounds know? like kind of quality. Yeah, in, 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 yeah exactly. In some sense as you say up. that, that's what I'm thinking, is like right. qualities there. Yeah, um, I think I agree at both those points, but I'll give maybe the, the unfortunate capitalism point, which is that <laughs> I will say investments in ZK seem to be down quite a bit. Yeah. So if you're trying to raise a ZK fund, you might have missed the boat because I think <laughs> like six months ago would have been the ideal time. Not, not the, I'm not trying to be the Debbie Downer, okay? Like, I'm just trying to say the facts. So I believe we are actually getting... We're getting the, what, 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 what's that stick? The cane? The thing that pulls you off stage? Oh. What are, they, what are those called? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, what are they actually called? The cane. I think it's a cane, yeah. When they just like the pull like you out. The like hooked cane that pulls you yep, off stage right. in those cartoons from the 20s. <laughs> Whatever that is, we're getting it. Um, I've been told now multiple times I, we, I, we need to wrap it up. So I want to thank you all for listening to this panel, for can we, can we end with each person on stage giving their prediction for what will happen in oh, ZK no. land in 2024? Oh, okay, yeah. Okay, before I close... Okay, let's do it real quick. We have to be quick, though. I am getting the signals. Okay, what's 2024? I predict we will have our first application, and it will not look like anything talked about here, um, but it will probably be used in a way that probably disgusts the purity of people working on the proving systems. <laughs> Debbie Downer. Because gamblers always find a way. Uh, <laughs> I think it's going to be gambling. I think there's going to be it's going to be some type of speculatory bamboozle. I, yeah, I don't have a real prediction. I mean, I, I, I think like we're just going to see like more of the culmination of the current wave of, of research actually becoming more real, but I, I don't know if I have a prediction for what that means, like, you know, kind of at, a, at an animal level, like at the base of your stem level, you know, like I, I just, it's kind of like, oh, cool, continuous. Um, I think we'll probably see client-side proofs that are fast enough to not be too annoying, like fast enough to be almost usable, almost. <laughs> okay, I, 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 no, I don't no. think I even have time to think of one. I'm actually yeah. getting signals <laughs> from people that, like, I think they're holding the door closed so we don't get actually thrown out. All right, thank you so much to the panelists. Thank you you. so much to this audience and the questions you just gave us. Thanks for uh, having a live ZK 
podcast episode with us. I this think is like kind of what it's like. Um, and obviously, thank you so much for coming to the Zero Knowledge Summit 10. Thank you again to this team for putting it on. Really. And there's Agni. Say thank you to her. Say thank you to everyone here, but especially Agni. Yeah. And uh, I think I'm supposed to say something. Thank you to the podcast team. <laughs> <laughs> and to our listeners, thanks for listening. There we go. <laughs>